Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Buker and Friends podcast, co-starring 10-year NFL veteran and Super Bowl champion, Will Blackman. Bending from the end zone, he throws, and it's a flight away, and it is picked off by Will Blackman, the former Giant. Tim Dwight watches it hit, bounces, picks it up at the 10, slips a defender, football, Ball. football, it's up for grabs, it's covered in the end zone by Will Blackman for a Green Bay touchdown! And now, here is your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. Welcome to another episode of Buecher and Blackman, subsidiary of Buecher and Friends, part of the United We Cast Network. I'm Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, you can read me on Bleacher Report, and you can follow me on Twitter at Rick Buecher, R-I-C-B-U-C-H-E-R. He is Will Blackman. NFL vet, Super Bowl champ, defensive back whisperer, and you can follow him on Twitter at Will Blackman. All right, so listen we, here, I yes, have a problem. You have a oh, okay. Well, you know what? You're can like, I help? Can I help you with your problem, or am I the problem? You you are the problem. Oh, you are the, the, the issue is you know what you usually yeah usually you're 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 good with these uh, intros and. Today you were you were being Giannis. You know you had low energy right now. I, I understand your your day and and what you've been through. Yeah. Last night, but wow. You know when it's go time, it's go time. Wow. You know what I mean? So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Here I go. We're good though. No, we're good. So we can go on. We can move on. I just just want to let you know as a. Uh, Thank you. That that was a little yeah. tap on the shoulder. Uh, yeah. Buke Buke. It's not good enough. That's basically <laughs> what that was. Okay. Glad you're here. Glad we're doing this. I need a little more from you. That's basically yeah. what you just said, and I'm going to try to deliver that. All right. Because imagine, you know, people probably in the car driving, and it's, you know, if we're going to do this, we might as well just deliver the news. Oh, okay, okay. I got the message, Will. Don't, don't take, don't kill me now. I'm good. I'll pick it up. I promise. So, in case you didn't know, so this is the deal. For those who listened to yesterday's podcast, know that I had the travel day from hell. A six-hour flight, which doesn't have to be a six-hour flight. It's just they bank in all kinds of extra time so that they can say that they're on time. Uh, but nonetheless, flight from San Francisco to New York, they book it as six hours. That turned into 12-plus hours thanks to weather and mechanical difficulties and lightning and flight attendants timing out, whatnot. A, lo- a bunch of different things. And so I started... 
the day, the next day, at a deficit. And then what I didn't tell you, this is the latest part. So then a friend of mine uh, invited me out to dinner at Sparks, which is the steakhouse where uh, John Gotti uh, infamously uh, whacked Frank Costello on the curb directly outside of Sparks. Been uh, also memorialized in a Billions episode. And so I am not only running on short sleep, but I'm running on a big hunk of filet mignon and uh, various other accoutrements, dining accoutrements. So, yeah. So I got to push. I got to push through. Got to push through like the <laughs> Blazers, as we record this, are trying to push through and extend this series a game. And we'll ultimately see where that happens. Portland, once again, has a third quarter lead. But as we've seen many a time, those don't always make it to the end. We'll see if ultimately things are different this time around. So just to give you guys a viewpoint of when it is, if we don't talk a whole lot about the Warriors and the Blazers in the course of this uh, podcast, it's because it's going on while we are recording. And we have some other things that we need to get to anyway. The first being, uh, jumps to the top of the list, is Kevin Durant. We are going to get to Magic Johnson. I did get a chance to see uh, the tapes of him, so we will get into that. I have a different view now that I've seen it, and I also made a couple calls to a couple sources. <laughs> that is so funny. So we have, yes, I have some, some. Oh my gosh! Confirmation, if you will. In any event, I wanted. I do want to start with Kevin Durant and his going first. It started with, and this is him on social media. He's not backing off. And I have to. T- I don't know. I don't know about you, Will. People look at it and go, "Man, he's creating more trouble than he needs for himself." Maybe it's something about me. I love the fact that he's not backing down. I, I don't know that I necessarily agree with his viewpoint or the things that he's saying, but I I like or I support the idea that he is continuing on to speak his mind on social media. Uh, I'm going to support the notion that he's doing that rather than say, no, he shouldn't be. I'm going to give you... There are two types of professional athletes, okay? Mm-hmm. You have the $1,000 cautious. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> are you, like, you're writing, are you, are you doing math right now? Are you adding things up or? No, I'm just writing it down for myself. You have okay. the $1,000 cautious. Yes. So those are the guys, you know, they, uh, they're, they're proud of what they're doing. You know, they're happy with what they're making and they're, you know, smart with their words and not really trying to cause too much trouble mm-hmm. publicly and what have you. And then you have million dollar crazy. <laughs> okay. Those are the those are the guys that are paid. Right. It just doesn't they just don't give it him. Right. Right. So you can call them sensitive, you can right. bash them on social media, you can ban them from the league because they violated something. They but you know what they don't care. It's right. like they're gonna they're gonna roll a dice. Because they can. They can afford to. I agree a thousand percent. And for those who believe that we're like athletes are different today than they were back then uh, or back in the day, I disagree. 
I don't think KD is any different from Magic. I think Magic has demonstrated that in recent days. I don't think KD is any different from Larry Bird. I think the difference is that today's player has a financial freedom that allows them, and a vehicle in social media, has the ability to go back at fans. If you've seen more more interaction between fans and players, and players not taking it but going back at it, it's one because we have 24-7 coverage of the, of, of the NBA in particular, and so everything is being recorded and seen and distributed. But it's also because dude's making $200, $250 million. They're, They're not going to turn the other cheek when some clown in the stands, all liquored up, says something about their mama. They're not. They're not. They can afford it. Yes. Yes. They're like, I, I don't have to put up with this. So I'm not. And I wonder whether it's a combination of social media and uh, I don't know if there's something else, but that fans have become more emboldened to say things and do things that they hadn't previously done. I don't know if it translates. If, if people that get so used to talking smack on social media then makes them a little bolder talking smack when they're actually in the same airspace. I don't no, they're know. Bold, they're bold in talking smack because they feel secure and protected. They assume, I'm sure they said something to some player before, and then for you know the most cases, they ignore them. Yeah. Players will ignore them. Yeah. They don't think that the players are going to say anything back. That's what it is. Or, or it's you get the thrill of being recognized by an athlete so that's the motivation. Let me see that's if I can more get show, this That's more skin. show social media, though. Because yeah. social media, I, I have a lot of people that pry and pry and pry and pry and just to get a reaction or response. And if you look, you know, I, I'll look at somebody's profile and you notice that, like, they tweet it and, like, no one has ever said anything back to them. So if they pry and pry and pry, like, they won. Right. You know, I, I put a – I tweeted something out about, you know – Every, when I was on the Redskins, every time we play the Giants and I would try to say what's up to Odell, you know, we have a pregame, you know, we would talk for a little bit. But sometimes when I would go to speak to him, he's already like in mid-dance, like he's just having fun. <laughs> and so I have to get his attention while he's dancing. And somebody says something like, that's not dancing. either." I don't know if he's making fun of Odell or making fun of Mick Jagger because that's who it was. And I responded, I was like, dancing is freedom. Like, there are no rules to dancing. Like, just that's what it is. And he kept going on and on, like, that's not dancing. That sounds like someone who can't dance. And I was like, well, maybe you can't dance. And he said, he said, I can dance just as, just about as good as your career was. Okay. No, and that, but that was so corny. Yes, yes. And, and he said that, and he did, like, the emoji shrug, like, he won. Right. Right, and I had I had tons of ammo, and I'm like, I'll just let him have that one, man. Like, it's <laughs> now, where were you? Where were you in your career? Were you, this had was you already, yesterday? Oh, this was yesterday. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, this and is just, yesterday. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. It's the funniest thing, and I'm like, I noticed it, and I kind of caught the the wind, and I was like, you know what? If he wants this victory, I'll let him have it. 
I'll let him have Especially when he tried to drop the mic on that. That is not a drop the mic yeah, no, comment. Yeah. I'm, My dancing is about as good as your career. And I'm by like, the way, and by the way, just this is this. I'm going to share this with people. You can take it for what it's worth. I'm sure people back me up on this, uh, back me up and, 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 or contest it. You can't drop your own mic. Okay. You don't drop your own mic. Somebody else says, acknowledges you drop the mic. Like, and, and when it comes to social media and you make a line, like if you drop, if you put something out there and it's a great finishing tag on somebody, great. Somebody else acknowledges that you just dropped the mic on somebody. Yeah, you do on it social yourself. media. He actually gave me the Jordan shrug emoji, basically. Uh, whatever. Yeah, no. it's, I mean, to me, it's kind of the same. It's like it, it was a cop out. He tried to. He thought he had me, and I'm like, he has no idea that I, I am. I am full of ammo. I have won so many battles <laughs> on social media. I actually embrace battles, and I actually make I they make them my friend. You that's just like see, my, I, well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, you winning. I think you win over more people than you like. That's what it is. Grind. I win over. You don't. don't yeah, don't you don't. To, you don't grind them into to, the dirt. No, I do, I'm definitely not. You that turn guy. them. I don't. I re- I'm the Night King. Yes. I, I re- <laughs> You're not. <to> do that. <laughs> I, I am the Night King, okay? Once they're dead, you are I just not I bring the them Night King. To my the Night side. King was pure evil. Once No, once once they're down, down and out, I bring them to my I resurrect them and bring them to my side, and it's all good. They're, but, they're, but they're zombies. By the hey, way, have you seen. Don't, I, uh, say, I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear anything about Game of Thrones. Nothing. Why? 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 Because we still haven't seen it yet, the last one. I haven't seen it yet either. Okay, good. Then I want to. I don't even want to talk about it. But you've seen it up to the last one. Yeah. And just give me, since everybody else is talking about it, and I, this is what bothers me when things Have you become. Seen it up to the last one. What's that? You seen it up to the last one? Yes. Okay. I I I am like not really, I'm not really a fan of the season, at all. Uh, agreed. But at I think, all. but I think it's a. First of all, the fact that they're noticing all these stray like Starbucks cups and plastic bottles and like all that to me makes me feel like the production people themselves let go of the rope. Either that or we were all just not paying enough attention down the line. I didn't like when they had uh, Ed Sheeran was in a uh, in an episode. I didn't like that any more than having Aaron Rodgers in an episode. I look, this is supposed to you're supposed Ed to Sharon sus- fit though. He fit. What? He fit though I, in the I episode. Don't, Ed Sharon did. I, but I don't care. Like I know he's not there. Like this is supposed to be another world, another time. I still know it's Ed Sharon. You can say, yeah, his he fit the character. <laughs> I feel you. No, I agree. Like, I want to get Definitely lost. The, the best movies, the best shows are the ones that make me forget that I'm watching a show or a movie. Exactly. I get entranced by We don't want any cameos. Story. No, I don't want somebody intruding from uh, somewhere else. Right, from Hollywood. Yeah, or <laughs> from, you know, from pro sports. Like, Aaron Rodgers getting blown up. That, 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 that kid, that... I didn't I even notice this, so it doesn't even matter. I didn't even notice that. I really didn't either. If somebody and that's see, that's what I wonder whether the Starbucks cup and the plastic bottle and and all of that, how much of that is because we just have millions more people watching than we had previously. 
So were some of us just not really paying attention to all the minute details? No, all of us were actually watching the show and following the storyline. And then you have people who are just watching and for the heck of it, so for the sake of watching. So for this, there were so many people who have never seen it. And then they had time because of all the hype and everyone looking forward to this new season. Everybody else caught up. Everybody decided to join the club and catch up to be part of the conversation. Yeah, I never noticed the cup or whatever because I didn't care about the cup. Right. right. First of all, I had the subtitles on when I'm watching it so I can understand what everybody's saying and what's going on. That's smart. That is smart. So I, my reason my reason for not liking this season so far is because there's two things. This is how I had it. You give the Night King to John. You give Cersei to Arya. That's it. Yeah. Neither well, happened. Okay, so you're the fact that the fact that the Night King got killed with the Valerian steel butter knife <laughs> yeah, but, pisses me off, dude. Yeah, but she did the Jordan switch. She did the Jordan hand switch. The fact that this dude, the Night King, has all these like bodyguards with long hair right. with him. <laughs> got this whole posse. And somehow Arya gets through all somehow of them. Somehow Arya gets through all of them. Yeah. Yeah. No. She gets through them, but a, a drop of blood falls in the library and those those goofy-ass zombies noticed. Those White Walkers noticed. And they felt some wind and they're like, what is that? They don't see her? <laughs> this, Meanwhile, what, John what over here having a shouting match with a damn dragon. No, 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 no. But then you also have uh, you have uh, Jamie Lannister and uh, what's her name? The big uh, the big blonde yeah. woman. Um, no, I take that. Yeah, those two, and then you have uh, the knight along with uh, Daenerys, the the uh, mother of dragons, and they're all like like just killing hundreds of. The White Walkers, and uh, all in their own little separate islands. Meanwhile, other fighters are just getting trampled and overrun by White Walkers, but they somehow survive. These that's fine, these though. That's fine. They're supposed to. They are supposed to survive. No, but, but here's the. Th- but but this is this was the difficulty I believe in creating what the White Walkers were, is that the especially once you gave them a dragon like you, they they set the bar too high to defeat the white walkers there was no way to realistically defeat that army there was no way there was no way there was anything that they did anything they wrote was going to be unbelievable especially in light of the fact that you have to do it in you know that this is the last season. That to me is the whole problem with this this season. You know it's the last one. So they got to they're trying to tie up all the the loose ends. Right. Yeah, I I agree. Too many survivors. So you know yeah, so you just know yeah, and that exactly. Like and you got to pick favorites. You got to have the people that you know that you really you need to survive survive. They did that. And so, or at least to this point. You're going to tell me that the people who survive are tougher than the Dothraki guys? No. Again, that's the whole (laughs) thing. Like, you have to keep suspending belief or you... Like, the one thing that made it great 
was that it was mythical and there was weird things that happened, but it all kind of made, there was a certain logic to it that you could buy into. In her, right, in like, who won like for and example, who like the uh, like the red wedding. Yes, that was dramatic. Took everybody out, caught us off guard. Yes, like, that's not supposed to happen. They were supposed to survive. Yeah, they said, "I don't care." Or the or the, Kill like them off. when the mountain when the mountain ends up punching the guy's eyeballs out. Right, like the little guy is winning for a while, but then reality sets in. His his confidence puts him in a vulnerable situation, and suddenly he's snuffed. Like. Those things made sense. Now this season has all been about, like, we just got we got to get to the finish line. Arya Arya escaped about six hundred White Walkers in a library. <laughs> Dude, Arya got through the whole city being burned to a pulp. I mean, how many times was she down and out and waking up dust covered and? I mean, so many situations where you just, you had her survive because you wanted her to survive. Not because, like, when she, she, she saw all the faces of death. And even that, even that line was convenient with the, the woman in red telling her, what not do we today. say? What do we say to the, fa- yeah, not today. What yeah. Do we say? Who's, are, are you going to kill the White Walker? Not today. John's supposed to. He did all that work. He did all that work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. To get to that man. And she... Steals the ball and takes the final shot. Yeah, and we don't. But we don't even know how she got the ball. We don't even know how she got the ball. Yeah. All right. So too much that's why I'm. That. I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad I got one episode. I feel like I needed to see it to the end. By the way, honestly, I'm. I'm with you. I. I don't. Everybody was like mad. It needs to be rewritten. No, it doesn't need to be rewritten. It. it that's what happened, though. There's no more material when the books were done. Well, yeah, I mean, the books aren't done. I mean, he actually hasn't finished all of it, so they've kind of interpreted where this would go. I guess after- there's a prequel coming out, possibly. They're thinking about a prequel, uh-huh. which would be interesting, though. I would like to see Targaryen stories. I am interested in that. I think, But I'm they kinda, might mess that one up, too. I think I'm kind of done. By the way, Billions is getting slow for me right now. It's slow for me right now. Where are you in Billions? Season one. Season one? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, and it's getting slow? It's slow for me right, right now. I'm in season two. I hear, I hear like the last season was not a good season. It kind of ran into the same thing. Did it that, really? That Game of Thrones did. Yeah. Then I don't want, I'm not even going to waste my time. Uh, eh, no, you can get to the, no. I don't, I'm not going to waste my time. You don't want to lose out on the in-between. But I, what I am waiting for though, I'm waiting for Peaky Blinders. Have you seen that yet? I have not. Oh, dude, you are. Please. How okay. long are you in? How long are you out there? Uh, till Wednesday. When you get a chance, go on Netflix. Peaky Blinders. That okay. right there is 
rivaling Game of Thrones. Wow. Before the season. Wow. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. By the way, my my travel my travel was so bad that I watched I watched Free Solo. Have you seen it? Nope. Oh. It my is. wife likes to she likes to re rewatch things. So she'll go back and watch Peaky Blinders. You won't watch Free again. Solo again because it is mind boggling what this guy does and it is terrifying to see it. For those who don't know, it it won an Oscar. It's a documentary about a guy who climbs uh free solo climbs El Capitan in uh Yosemite. It's this, I don't know, it's this like three thousand foot slab of granite and he does it without ropes. And what huh. that 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 he does it, how he does it uh, the the story is fascinating. His why he is so consumed with free climbing, but the but the risks that he takes are, and and the the effort that it took, it it is mind boggling that he did what he did. It is just it's it's and it's terrifying uh, to to watch to see this guy up on the side of a rock. Hold it like footholds, like just little, little n- n- niches in the in the granite. That you sound so disturbed. <laughs> I, it, it, I, I was I was in my plane seat, like cringing and twisting as I watched this thing. So anyway, so I saw that I watched that I watched Green Book. I listened to a podcast on blockchain and Bitcoin. I had so much time; it was crazy. The things Peaky that I got blinders. into. It's about um, like an Irish mob after the world after World War One. Okay. In England, I'm 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 trusting you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. All right. Uh, speaking well, so I saw all those things. The one thing that I did not see was Magic Johnson on First Take, ESPN's First Take. You brought it to my attention in the last podcast. We talked about it a little bit, but I hadn't seen it. And one of the things that you mentioned was that I was brought up by name and my report about emails. Uh, and Magic Johnson saying that that story was not true. Now, I didn't actually see the clip where he addresses that. I heard him talk about... What's that? Well, if you heard it, then here it is. Rick Buecher goes on FS1 weeks or days, rather, after your resignation, and he said that there were some critical emails about you that were exchanged between Rob Palenka and owner Jeannie Buss and eventually you got wind of that. First of all, I want to know, is there any truth to that? And, and number two, and more importantly, the emails, what were said in the emails? Stephen, I don't know if emails were sent because I didn't see those emails. Okay. I only heard about it after Rick wrote that story. I didn't ask Jeannie or anybody about them because now it didn't matter. Even today, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about the emails, but again, if it's true... These are things that also bother me, right? All right. So with that said, I looked at it as character assassination the way you described it. I determined that it was not that after seeing and hearing everything. And it's that essentially he, he's, he's, he's going by plausible deniability. And he's giving, and ESPN kind of set it up so that it looks like they weren't beat on the thing. But ultimately, and I think I told you in the last podcast, so what I was told, and I, and I believe it to be true, is that 
Magic Johnson does not look at he doesn't he doesn't get emails. He doesn't like have his phone or his computer and have business emails that he looks at and reads. But I know he has an assistant. And I know that she is copied on all the email information that he needs to have. So when he says he never read emails between Rob and Jeannie, that that's not where this started, that is factually correct. He didn't read them. His assistant told him about them and the contents therein. So he said, yeah, he hasn't seen them. Hasn't seen them, didn't read them. But when he talks about people telling him about Rob Palinka's backstabbing, that was, and, and I know he heard it from a couple of other places too, but that's why the email story, because I went back to my source. I'm like, hey, Magic, it sounds like Magic is denying the email story. He goes, no, because he listened to Magic talk about it too. He goes, no, Magic said it in a specific way, but he's, he got the information from the emails. He knew that it was in emails with Rob, and that was one of the, 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 the factors. And if you ever, in fact, this kind of confirms the fact that one of the driving forces in him being so pissed off is that Rob was complaining in these emails, and Jeannie wasn't contradicting Rob or defending magic in any way in the emails. And that's why he did what he did on first take. Because he's mad at Jeannie. This idea of he loves Jeannie or whatever, what he did today or, or Monday, uh-huh. Monday morning on first take, was more damaging to the Lakers than his original impromptu press conference and just walking off. He just said, it's a mess over here. That's basically oh, what he said. He destroyed everybody. He might have said that Rob was the backstabber, but he took Tim Harris down. He took Jeannie down. He took everybody down by the way as an aside i know i met i I talked to somebody in the league who knows linda rambus because she's she's one of these kind of shadowy figures in all this okay respects her a great deal he respects her respects her says she's smart she knows what she's doing in fact he even said might even trust her a little bit more than i do kurt Mm. interesting which again Jeannie confides in her trusts in her you know, I, I don't know that Jeannie would do that just happenstance. Then again, she did it with magic, and we see how that turned out. So, See, that's why I can't be a reporter, man. I can't, I can't do that. You can't do what? I can't do what you do. I can't go to sources and report. Well, I just figure... I need direct sources. I need magic. I need to talk to magic. Well, this that's is... Tough. You know, there was a time where that worked, and that was a time where I the job was more... I don't know. I don't want to say satisfying, but it was it was simpler in some ways. The problem is that the main figures now, just as we saw today on today with Magic on first take, is a first is a, is a perfect example of this. Now, when you heard Magic talking about everything on first take, do you think he was being completely honest? Do you think he was? No, being- I, I I think he went on there to show that he ain't worried about nothing, that it's all good. Yes. To try to clear his name. He went on there to try to yes. let me let me let me speak for myself and clear yes. my name. Yes. It's like when people, you know, it's like when people make statements or when yep. people take pictures to get baptized. Yes. Or 
See, you know? and this and this is the difficulty is that it used to be if you gave somebody a platform, you did it with the understanding that you were going to ask tough questions and you weren't going to allow them just to paint a picture that benefited them. You were going to But try- you do you do when you're cool with them. That's I'm sure I'm sure Stephen A asks somewhat, you know, questions that Nah, there's look, we, we've been were in question, the- there were questions where if he gave the actual answer, it would have been good, but there was a wiggle room where he could have said what yeah. he wanted to say. Yeah. It was those kind of yeah. questions. And this is I'm where not trying to, I'm not trying to embarrass you, but this is your chance if you want to say something. Right. And Stephen A was cle- Stephen A was cle- clever because he will he will ask a question he'll, and he'll ask it in a very authoritative tone, like I'm coming at you, Magic. But the yeah. actual question isn't like, Max Kellerman probably pinned him more than Stephen A did by simply saying, "Would you do it different? Do you regret anything?" Right. Like, and Magic saying no, and and Max kind of came came back like revisited that would you do anything different and you know and magic like no i wouldn't do anything different and that that to me was the most honest part of that and you could see that magic was a little uncomfortable there being pressed on that because he doesn't want it to be perceived that or the the focus shouldn't be he didn't want the focus on that he should have done it different because let's face it he should have that was a jacked up thing he did Right. And if you were really, if you were really going to be honest, if you were really going to get to, to the heart of it, somebody needed to ask Magic, you say you love Jeannie Buss like a sister, but you left her in the lurch. You abandoned the Lakers. You stepped down from your job without even talking to her. And now you're on with us talking about what a mess the organization is. Help us understand the contra- the seeming contradiction in those two things. And to me, that's a fair question. Right. But that question was not going to be asked because Magic wanted a platform and... You know, I saw on social media, like Stephen A's got all these, there's, there's photos out there of the two bro hugging and they're tight. Like in this instance, I don't want to see that. Like <laughs> magic had some, then there were questions that magic needed to answer and questions that needed to be asked. And I don't, right. it, this wasn't a buddy buddy moment. This was like, Hey, what the hell's going on? Well, like I said, I'm sure. I'm sure, you know, in the production room, like, hey, you know, this is what we're going to talk about. This no is doubt. what's going to happen. No doubt. No doubt. You know, that's, that's, why look, you, that's why you have, that's why you have production meetings. Look, I've been through the same thing. I've done, I when I was with, at ESPN, I did a Sunday conversation with Dwight Howard after, I think it was his initial back issue, issues with the Lakers and everything that he was going through and... Uh, there, there, there have been so many dramas with Dwight Howard, it's hard to pick one. But there was plenty of back and forth conversation about what I could ask, what I was going to ask, et cetera, et cetera. And it was a negotiation. Now, those negotiations go on all the time. Jeremy Schapp does it like any number. But the difference is the media no longer holds its ground. 
Right. The value of having that person and being able to say, we got the first interview with so-and-so or the only interview with so-and-so trumps making the interview a true truth-seeking interview. It's a matter of how do we negotiate this to get this person in front of the camera with us because what they, whether it's social media or whether it's multiple outlets, athletes and people in, in on the other side of the camera, on the, on the forward-facing side of the camera, have now realized I can forum shop. I can get someone to allow me to tell the story the way I want to tell it. Right. And that now undermines the credibility of the media. And we're doing it to ourselves because we're allowing that to happen. There's no difference in when people trying to fight the justice system. They want to give themselves a chance to clear their name. Let me make a statement. Right. Let me let me do something that's produced. Well, and it's also why people buy and pay for really high-powered attorneys because they have... The attorney has a relationship with the prosecutor, has a relationship with the judge. He he has the be, the ability to negotiate for you behind the scenes in a way that some podunk lawyer probably doesn't because he's got right. no track record and he's got no connections. Right. Can't do anything for anybody on the other side. There's no horse trading to be done. So I know that it goes on. It's just it goes on more than ever. And so for anybody who's listening or anybody questioning, and it, it didn't really... I think most people were smart enough on on Twitter because I only got a I got a handful of tweets saying you know you were lying or it was fake news or you got it wrong and I'm like ah you got bashed too <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, you know but it wasn't it I, look I've 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 had avalanches at time where people people want to take shots at me this was only well, a I'm handful sure you got avalanche with the whole Le- Katie LeBron thing I know you did which one which one was that. Katie LeBron, Le- Katie thing where they said like fanboys and all that. Wasn't that your report about playing with LeBron? You interviewed Katie. Oh, yes. About Katie saying that the environment was toxic. Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And Katie talking about the, the fanboys in the media yes. creating that toxicity. You got an avalanche for that for sure. Ah, probably not as much of an avalanche as, as KD got, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I felt I felt bad about. I don't feel bad. That's what it is. It's your job. Yeah, I guess. I know. But in any event, for, just to be clear for those, and, and as I said, you know, most people on Twitter got it, that, look, I was we, our, our question was, why did Magic step off the way that he did? And my report, or what I had heard, was because this was a conversation that I was having with Colin Cowherd on FS1, which I've said before, like being on TV and somebody asks you, like, what have you heard? You know, what's what's going on? And you'll say, well, this is what I've heard. Right. Is is a different context for me than a report. A report is, I've heard you it from know multiple places. Fact. I've nailed it. I've nailed yeah. it. This is the deal. Saying I've heard is kind of, I mean, it's, yeah, you're you're talking about rumors, basically. Now you they're they're informed. They're from people in the league. They're from people that you think know what's going on. You feel like wherever they got it from, they got it from uh, a place, um, a, a solid place. It's solid information, but it's still it hasn't gone through all the red checks that you that that I would put it through for a report. 
So with that said, the fact that uh, that that Magic was talking about, yeah, Palinka was backstabbing him and talking about him and saying that he didn't, you know, wasn't showing up and doing all that. That that was the one of the driving forces why he stepped down when he did, uh, along with you know the back and forth on Luke Walton and Tim Harris from the business side getting involved in basketball operations, all that. My report was basically Palinka was backstabbing him in emails to Genie. So the essence of it is that's what drove the, him to do what he did when he did it. And as far as you know, the semantics as I see it, as to did he actually read the email or was it, and it actually makes sense to me, if the, if the assistant was being CC'd on it, then Magic's name wasn't actually on the email. So they easily could have overlooked the fact that, oh, Magic's actually might be seeing these. Right. Uh, or maybe they thought Magic won't see them because he doesn't read emails. <laughs> who, who, who knows why they, they put themselves in, in position? But nonetheless, for those who care, keeping score at home, I went back to my source. I said, what's the deal? He goes, this is the deal. I said, kind of what I suspected. He goes, yeah, listen to the way Magic said it. And I have 100% confidence that this dude knows what he's talking about. So I'll leave it at that. All right. That does it for this episode of Buker and Blackman, subsidiary of Buker and Friends, part of the United Wecast Network. Uh, please rate the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and then screenshot the review. It's just the stars. How many ever stars you give us at Buker Friends? And you will be eligible to win some prizes from us. In the next podcast, unless something extraordinary happens and I need to do a Buker friendless episode, you are finally going to hear my conversation with Blake Griffin about L.A., playing in L.A., how it really didn't fit the guy from Oklahoma City as much as people thought it did, and why Detroit has ended up being a much better fit and what it is about playing at Oklahoma that reminds him of playing for the Pistons now. All that in the next podcast. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.